the uh, next edition of the Rated R Sportscast. We are not live. We're live recording, but we are doing the recording right now. I'm Rudy Campos Jr., the Rated R Sports Star. Joining alongside the Rambassador, my co-host, Mr. Giovanni. Gio, how are you doing? Listen, I'm doing great. The Blue Devils won, and I'm doing fantastic. Barely. Duke barely won. Well, Rudy, a win is a win in my book. There's no, yes. you know, when, when you look at the win for Duke, it doesn't say barely win or almost won. It just says W. That's all it says next to Duke, W. I get that. I get they were a uh, They were a put-back layup away from being eliminated. So that's how, that's how close they were to being eliminated. And still, my uh, championship bracket is still really good as I have the Puke Blue Devils going up against the Tar Heels. In the championship game, of course, I have the Tar Heels winning. <laughs> So we'll get into that here in a little bit. And also, we're going to talk about a little bit, uh, something that came up, ball throw. We're going to uh, probably get into uh, ball throw and ass hair talk. I, I don't know. Our our um, our main producer, Joe Garcia, brought that up. So we're going to get into that towards the end of the show here. <laughs> uh, but first off, yeah, we are in March. This is March Madness. We've had a, a great uh, week one of uh, college basketball, actually. They're, uh, you know, I, I want to say there was probably not – can you really say there was an upset this past weekend? No, I mean those. You know some of the matchups that are what five twelve, and you know those to me aren't really upsets anymore because Rudy, I think the talent from some of these smaller schools have really increased throughout the probably the ten fifteen years. So yeah. a quote unquote upset to me, I think would be like a fifteen over a two or like a sixteen over a one, which we haven't seen as uh, much from a sixteen to one. So I would say a clear cut upset. Uh, you know, there were some games that went down to the wire, but overall, I thought it was a pretty good weekend, and we had some some very, very close calls. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, the closest one, like we mentioned earlier, was the uh, number one seed Duke Blue Devils, almost oh, giving God. up the uh, the victory there for uh, for UCF. Uh, 77-76 was the final on that one. But looking at yeah, week one, the first week of college basketball, March Madness was not bad at all. It was good. You had all the number one seeds advancing. Uh, that's usually the case of what happens. Uh, number two seeds all still intact. Uh, Houston, I'm going to be honest, man. Houston is the team that I like the most in this tournament right now after the after week one. They've, they've looked pretty dominant. Now, they've looked dominant throughout the year, but nobody's really heard of them or seen anything from them. But after week one, I like them. I do like Texas Tech as well. Uh, Texas Tech with Culver uh, playing really well. He's been good all year. Uh, they, they've they made some noise throughout the year. So those are kind of like my sleeper teams. I think Houston, if anyone has a chance at upsetting North Carolina, it's Houston. I think Houston gets past Kentucky this weekend. They will play the Tar Heels. And I think the champion is going to come out of that bracket. Are there any teams that have surprised you in week one going in that's not like a number one or two? Well, uh, I think for one team, I think in the SEC, the Auburn Tigers, they did win the SEC championship. But uh, to me, I thought they played very, very well. There are some really good teams. I'll actually love Houston as well, Rudy. That team, to me, just watching them over the past weekend, I thought was very, very talented. Texas Tech as well. Watch out for the Florida Gators. I think that's another team from the SEC to watch out for. Uh, But these teams are pretty evenly matched. And I won't be surprised if a number one team goes down this weekend because I just think the talent uh, this year is pretty close. Uh, and of course, the number one seeds like Gonzaga and stuff like that, 
are probably going to move on. But I really like Auburn, and that's probably my, my number one favorite team. Okay, and I, I I agree with you because I think a number one will fall this weekend. I have Virginia on upset alert against Oregon. Oregon's a 12 seed, but they don't play like a 12 seed. Oregon yeah. is a very, very, very good team. I well, Virginia almost Oregon lost that. last – I mean, that first half was pretty close. <laughs> yeah, they almost had the same scare against Garner-Webb in that first round. But, you know, even against Oklahoma, they didn't look really good. I do like Oregon. If there's going to be a number one seed that's going to get upset this weekend, give me Virginia losing to Oregon. I love that pick. Then I would say if that happens, you're looking at Oregon, Tennessee. That's almost a toss-up. Tennessee with the uh, Admiral. I can't remember his last name, but his first name is Admiral. Uh, yeah. They're oh, – you got the name? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, no, I was yeah. saying, yeah, I don't remember the, uh, his last name. Yeah, but, you know, th- Tennessee's got some shooters. And, and they've been playing – they've been number one this season, too. Uh, Rick Barnes is doing a fantastic job for Tennessee, but that would be a good matchup. Oregon versus Tennessee. That's almost a toss up. Uh, if that happens, I would probably take Tennessee just because of the experience and because they've been playing good off season. But if you've got a number one on upset alert, would it be Virginia or do you have somebody else looking in? Because you also remember Florida state has been playing awesome this year too. They're going up against Gonzaga. So I think those are the only two number ones that I could see possibly losing. Uh, well, I mean, Auburn against UNC. That's a real interesting game. I'm. I think uh, UNC will win that game, but I think Auburn can give them everything they can handle. Mm-hmm. But out of all the number one teams, I agree. I think Virginia is definitely an upset alert. Florida State, you know they they played Duke okay in the NCC championship, but they've been playing pretty well lately. So I'm gonna go with Virginia one, Gonzaga two, and Duke number three because Duke's playing a team in Virginia Tech. That is yeah. a wrap. So, you know, yeah. you could throw the records out of the book here. These two teams match up. It's going to be very close. I'll give third to Duke and then North Carolina to me. I think they're probably going to beat Auburn, but I really, really love this Auburn team. Yeah, and, you know, looking at the Duke-Virginia uh, Tech matchup, again, you know, two ACC teams. They've seen each other before. It's always, always a hard-fought matchup between those two teams. I don't think you can ask for a much better round, or not round two, but a much better second weekend of college basketball, the Sweet 16. You've got a lot of dominant and teams out there. Don't forget the Houston versus Kentucky. That could be a really, really good game. Oh, yeah. That's going to be probably, honestly, man, I'm going to say that's going to be probably my game of the week, uh, looking out of everything. Um, Houston uh, and Kentucky is going to probably be my game of the week. I think my uh, Yawn Fest, my bore of the week, I'm going to say it's going to be Purdue and Tennessee, only because I I still don't buy in on Purdue. I think Tennessee is going to blow them out. I mean, it's it's possible, I think. But, you know, you got LSU, MSU, Michigan State. Uh, Of course, Tom Izzo uh, going Bob Knight on his uh, one of his players. So that's another one that I think that might be a yawn fest, but I think the Purdue-Tennessee game is going to be a bore. So, yeah, we've got a a great weekend of college basketball coming up. Uh, you'll get to see Zion. Hopefully he won't, you know, turn an ankle like he did in the first game or the second game or sometime during the tournament. I know he did something like that. But speaking of moving on from college basketball, uh, there's been a lot of happenings. We've got a, a quick, uh, quick NFL uh, takes here. I'm going to go run through them. You know, just give me a little bit of your opinion on what you feel on each move. First off, because we haven't talked about it, OBJ being traded to the Browns. 
I think that that's going to make Baker Mayfield that much better. He's got Jarvis Landry on one side, OBJ on one side. After eight games, he gets Kareem Hunt back. He also has Nick Chubb in the backfield. Do you think the Browns make the playoffs this year with that kind of move? Um, I think so. I think the Browns are poised for a playoff run. I think the Steelers took a step back. The Ravens, to me, I'm not quite sure on them just yet. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, I don't really count them at all. So I think the Browns, they have the most yeah. talent in that division. Can they overtake the Steelers? I think they do. Defensively, Greg Williams did leave as the defensive coordinator, but I think I think they have enough talent on defense to get them over the hump and potentially could be a team that could win 10 games this year. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree on that. Antonio Brown heading over to Raider Nation. Does this make this team better or worse? I'm going to give you a two I'm going to give you a 2 cents uh I guess take on this. I think this makes them Okay, depending on how they do in the draft, I think this makes them worse, in my opinion. It doesn't make them any better whatsoever. Well, Rudy, I think offensively they needed to improve, and I think they did with Antonio Brown. They do have a lot of draft picks, Rudy. So we have to wait and see what they do with this draft pick. Do I think they're a playoff team? I don't believe in David Carr. I know he was playing great a few years ago before he had that big injury, but the Raiders, to me, that defense is atrocious. Offensive line needs to improve as well. They yeah. have some pieces, but for them to take it over the next hump, can they overtake the Chargers? Can they overtake the Chiefs? I just don't think they're going to have enough. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't see the Raiders making the playoffs this year. And Turner Brown's a really good player, but and they do have a lot of draft picks. The thing is, is can they draft the right players for the on the right positions exactly. to improve their team? I I see Derek Carr making uh, kind of maybe baby steps towards the right direction. I don't think John Gruden has enough confidence in Derek Carr. So I'm expecting because they've already signed three other quarterbacks to back up Derek Carr. It's kind of not. Well, also really sense. John Gruden is, he, he likes to scream and, and Tordio yeah. Brown is not about that business. And we saw with John yeah. Gruden with Keyson Johnson in Tampa and how that ended. So I'm interested yeah. to see when it's week eight and the Raiders are not in a good playoff position. What's going to be the dynamic there? Well, John Gruden explode on this football team, uh, but it helps them right now. They're going to be moving to Las Vegas, as we know. So, you know, to have some type of excitement going in. But I don't think they're mm-hmm. a playoff team. They're going to be probably the third or fourth team in that division. Yeah, and we've also got a couple more tidbits from here on the NFL. We'll get into the role changes here in a second. Last but not least, Le'Veon Bell going to the Jets. I think this is the best move. I think it's probably 1B to Cleveland's 1A on the uh, trading block uh, with the Jets getting Le'Veon Bell to go along with Sam Darnold. That is going to improve Darnold tremendously. I love Darnold's game this year. I think he's going to be, fantasy-wise, it doesn't, to me, I don't think it puts him in the top 10 just yet, but he's going to be on the edge of that top 10 fantasy uh, list of quarterbacks coming out. I think this move with Le'Veon Bell helps the Jets a lot. I think that they they will probably finish second in that division. I think the Patriots still win that division, but they are going to improve at least by, I would say, two to three games because of Le'Veon. Um, also, remember, the Jets do have, you know, a uh, number one pick as well. So uh, it just depends on how they draft it as well. A lot of, this, a lot of these questions are going to be able to be easily answered after the draft. But what do you think about the Le'Veon Bell move? Is that... Uh, good, bad for the Jets. How do you feel? 
I think it's a good move. Obviously, their running game last year wasn't great. Their offensive line did struggle at times. I think offensively, I think Darnold would take that next step. I think they do need some help at receiver as well. I think defensively, certain areas they can improve. I think Le'Veon Bell will be great. Will he change life in New York? I'm not sure just yet. We have to wait and see with him. Remember, he's been out for a full season. So will he come back the same Le'Veon Bell? Because if it's not, then it could be a more of a bigger problem towards the end of the season. But I think right now, I think it's a great move for them. And I have to wait and see. I can't give too much just because I don't know what to expect from Le'Veon Bell. We think we know what we're going to expect. But sometimes in football, Rudy, as you know, things don't mm-hmm. always plan out. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very true. So last but not least, we've had the uh, the sub-retirement because I'm not too sure if he's really retired yet. Uh, we have Gronk retiring, uh, actually, was it yesterday or two days ago yeah. that he retired? So um, I guess the only thing I can ask on Gronk, you know, he's got the Super Bowl titles, but do you consider him the greatest of all time? For me, it's an absolute no. Well, to me, Rudy, I think he's the best tight end of all time. He is going to be a future Hall of Famer. Wow, that's his big playoff game. numbers, Rudy, are pretty <laughs> out of extraordinary. If you compare him to Shannon Sharp, who's in the Hall of Fame, just playoff numbers, he has a lot more touchdowns. I believe it's eighteen to four for Shannon Sharp. He has better numbers. You know, Rudy, I completely understand it in this standpoint. He didn't have a long career like a Jason Witten, like a Tony Gonzalez. But when he's on the field, especially, you know, in his prime, uh, he was literally unstoppable. And Mm. to me, statistically, with him even being hurt so much, his numbers are still fairly good. And some of the other tight ends that are in the Hall of Fame, Rudy, are, you know, he has a little bit better in certain areas. He doesn't have longevity, but I see him as a Hall of Famer. And um, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm not. I will never debate the fact that he's not a Hall of Famer. He will be a Hall of Famer. As far as him being the GOAT, the greatest of all time, that's kind of hard to that's kind of well, hard to really give him that kind of title. Who would I you mean, put real quick in, uh, higher than him? And and not because he was a Falcon, but Tony Gonzalez. I mean, to me, that is the the greatest tight end of all time. And not being sexual, just being, you know, truthfully, because that's position. <laughs> um he might I mean, he does have a pretty good tight end. I've seen it before. Uh, while he's playing the games, I haven't seen a bear one though. But, um, wow. you know, he's he is at that position. He's the greatest of all time. I mean, I just I, think that Gronk was a little bit more okay. dominant. Gonzalez did more with less on the quarterback side. Oh no! no, no listen, I completely agree with you. <clears throat> he did have some okay quarterbacks. I think he had Trent Green for a while. He also had. You're just giving Gerback. me Trent Green. Wow. <laughs> oh, just wow. Gerback. <laughs> You're giving me Gerback. Okay. Can we continue to name guys that can't even hold up Tom Brady's jockstrap? I mean. Well, listen, I completely agree. Gonzalez did more or more with less, but I just think Gronk and kind of the evolution of kind of the passing game. And yeah, Gronk probably played more in a pass happy league, but. I mean, listen, if you go with Tony Gonzalez, hey, I'm not going to fight you on that because Tony is an all-time great as well. In my opinion, I just think Gronk was more dominant. And obviously in the playoffs, obviously he had Tom Brady, so that did help as well. So, Oh, yeah, because we're talking about Gonzalez. His, probably his best quarterback was, sadly, Matt Ryan, you know, when it came to prime. That's probably his best quarterback. And Matt Ryan, that's not saying much. The guy sucks. I mean, 
He's a horrible Rudy, quarterback. Come, Rudy, come. He he went to a Super Bowl, right? He's won an MVP. He can't suck. Yeah, he sucks. He blows balls. Uh, I don't like Matt Ryan. I I I am at the point where I really do despise Matt Ryan. I was so happy when the Falcons drafted him. Now it's wait. Is it because he took that shirtless picture? No, it has nothing <laughs> to do with that. Um, and that that has nothing to do with me framing that picture on my wall. I mean, it's still there. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the uh, the thing with Gonzalez, you know, we uh, well, I consider him that we we can always debate that later. Um, we've got a couple of minutes left, so I want to get into uh, some quick takes. What do you think about the new what? Actually, out of all the NFL rule changes coming up for this season, which one is your favorite and which one do you not like? Well, the pass interference, um, you know, I understand that Rams play and how all the Saints fans feel jaded and all that stuff. I get it. I am interested to see how this pass interference um, comes into effect because it's going to be a point in the season where it probably changes a complexity of a game. So I'm interested to see that. Um, but Rudy, I was not able to take a look at all the NFL room changes. Do you happen to have maybe a few of them? Yeah, I've got uh, basically I've got the uh, let's see permanent kickoff rule changes that were implemented during the 2018 season. Basically, those rule changes they made for the kickoffs, those are going to stay and they're permanent now. Um, the blindside block, so it redefines a blindside block as it as it is a foul if a player initiates a block in which he is moving toward or parallel to his own end line and makes forcible contact to his opponent with his helmet, forearm, or shoulder. So it says it also points out that a player may initiate forcible contact inside the tackle box but is subject to the crackback and peel block or peel back block restrictions. Yeah, you know that uh, quick story on that. Uh, I was in football practice many, many years ago. And I was actually on kickoff and no, actually kickoff return. I'm running, I'm running back. And Rudy, as soon as I see someone, they blindside the shit out of me. My helmet comes out and I mm. saw stars. So I could definitely see a, 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 a rule change here for it to be a little bit more technical just because of how dangerous it is. But to me, I think the biggest one of all is that pass interference uh, I think, Rudy, this might open the door for Pandora's box. And defensively, Rudy, I mean, as a defensive player, what else more can you do now, Rudy? Because now they yeah, can challenge. Yeah. The defense can't do shit now. They, they can't do anything without being penalized, without being scrutinized. So they're opening up the door for Pandora's box. Next year, what we're going to get? Defensive holding. And then what we're going to get the following year. I mean, there's so much stuff. Football is an imperfect game. I like the rule mm. changes to kind of see what happens but uh unfortunately it is what it is and it, it would be funny if the rams beat the saints next year on a reverse call <laughs> wow i think you just pissed off brenda gonzalez a little bit more hey, you know but... all the saints fans on twitter were <laughs> singing kumbaya and i just to hold my tongue on that oh i know i know <laughs> mela pela right basically for the saints hey but you know you also we also had something in the nba that happened it's not even really nba news Right now, the NBA is getting ready for the uh, uh, the playoffs. You've got Lonzo Ball leaving uh, Big Ball Brand. Is that what it is? BBB? Is that what it is? Big Ball Brand? Yeah, it's um, Big Black Cock Land or something like that. Yeah, you. Yeah, that's for sure. You had mentioned that to me earlier, so I want to know why. 
why is this a huge thing for you? Or is it a huge thing for you that Lonzo Ball is leaving his own brand? Because I think they sold like what, one pair of shoes or something? Well, apparently if in the beginning, um, you know, people weren't getting their shoes. And yeah. actually, Rudy, at the Better Business Bureau, they received an F last year. So uh, that to me is kind of a strange uh, situation there. But Lonzo Ball reportedly had about $1.2 million basically disappear. And there's wow. a family friend that was kind of in charge of that. And Lonzo ended up blaming him. I completely forgot his name off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But basically, this guy went had a lot of other charges against him a few years ago. Mm-hmm. He had some stuff happen. So why on God's green everybody, if somebody has has a bad history with money, got basically caught stealing money, would you put mm-hmm. him in charge of money? <laughs> so Alonzo distanced no himself from the big baller brand. And now, uh, it, to me, it's starting to see the demise of the whole big baller brand. First of all, their shoes were way too expensive. I mean, what was it, like $500 a pair? Or something yeah, like that? It was, it was stupid. And so I like to see the Lonzo Ball is leaving from the brand. He's kind of becoming his own man. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of hopefully, I guess we're going to wait and see what happens during the summer because he could be traded. But it was good to see him leave and kind of become his own self. But uh, unfortunately, it's come to the defense of him not knowing where $1.2 million is. Yeah. I would be pissed. You know, it's it's funny that you talk about Lonzo Ball because the very last thing we're going to talk about on this quick version, this quick uh, quick hit episode of the uh, Radar Sportscast is yeah. ball throw. Now, it went from ass hair to ball throw before the program, and it's weird because we had no intentions of derailing <laughs> this this segment, this whole show because you know we wanted to keep it nice and tight, quick as possible because we've got other stuff going on right now. But yeah, we went from uh, our main man producer, the man behind the glass, Mr. Joe Garcia. Talking about ass hair with Geo having ass hair, then all of a sudden Balfro came out. So, is it? I need to know. I say I need to know because I really do. I'm curious now. Oh, you fuck. you admitted before the show that you have a Balfro. Is it like, is it like a little tiny Balfro, or do you have like, are you freaking having, uh, what was it, buckweed and a head, you know, and a leg lock or something? I mean, is it well, really I out mean- there? You I have think buckwheat can be a little over exaggeration. Um, I think more. Not really, of man. A, Not really, a, because there's guys out there that you know they've. Well, got no, I'm just saying for me, Rudy. I don't know about what you have, and I definitely no. know what the hell Joe has. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's very. You know, it it's not all over the place. It's it's firm. It's steady, and it gets the job done. So. So on now, now let's go ahead and turn you over. Let's turn you over on the massage table, and we're gonna have you, you know, bare ass up. Is it like little Eeyore, you know, little piglet tails on your ass hair or something, or is it? Yeah. So it, it's basically Eeyore. I don't have any like fucking mountain lion hair. That's what you really want to yeah, picturize over there. So you don't have just... a mane, right? Like a lion's mane on your no, butt hair, on your no, butt ass or something. It's very light. Like I told you before the show, Rudy, um, you know, I have hairy legs. My body's not necessarily extremely hairy. All right. So, uh, so you know, I'm more of a medium. All right. 
So, so this is this is how we're going to end this show here. Wait, 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 wait. But how about you answer the same question, Rudy? If you I will. I, okay, on my ass, I don't have hardly any hair. And <laughs> I, I've got hair, but I don't have a lot of hair. I have like almost nothing on my ass. I'll be more than happy to take a picture of my bare ass. I'm not afraid of any of that shit. No, I think I'm now, on my other um, on my dick side um considering you know considering the little boys are the little boys very he was little i don't i have a small weenie i don't have much to work with down there but um you know when i <laughs> when i take a piss i have to get the tweezers out but as far as oh, the hair shit, goes, Rudy, damn um you know it, it, it's not bad it's not big old ball fro it's not even like a, a huge fro it it's kind of something like you know like i got chest hair and obviously my my panza has hair too. It's kind of like a nice little, you know, runway all the way down. It, it's not any huge oh, Lord. Unfortunately, amount of hair. Picture. I know you did. I mean, it's something that, you know, when I get out of the shower, I can, you know, comb it like comb over like Christopher Reeve or something, and it'll look good for the rest of the day. So I don't have any outrageous thing, but not, that, that's my description of mine. And before we go, you made that challenge that if the Spurs play the Nuggets in the first round and Spurs win, I've got to go out in yoga pants. Well, Mr. Geo, if the Spurs do not win, then I have something for you, sir. You need to put on a very, not very, very small, not Speedo-ish, but you need to get a nice little pair of shorts, no T-shirt, and you need to take a picture, sir. And you need to show everybody this Sasquatch of a body that you have with all this hair everywhere. Rudy, you're a very, very twisted, sick individual. I'm twisted and sick. You're having me walk in <laughs> hundred degree weather downtown where my ass, yeah, my ass, my yoga pants are there, and it's gonna be hot as fuck, dude. I'm I'm literally gonna be a sponge walking in Market Square. You All right. you have no idea. So that now this is only if they play the Nuggets. If it's any other well, team, it does right now they're, they're they're playing a Golden State Warriors. As of right now, they're playing the Warriors. But hey, the Warriors could lose that number one seed and Denver could jump in. So I needed something to play for. I needed my Denver McNuggets to play for something. And that is, you know, shaming Geo with a small. And I don't even know. If you want to go Daisy Dukes, go Daisy Dukes. I don't really care. I mean, that'll show a little bit of your butt hair. But you do what you want. You know, well, we listen, want the Sasquatch I, photo. I did play football for a while. So. I'm, my buttocks hair is actually very firm and very uh, <laughs> compact. Uh, so I, I'm sure some of you wouldn't mind looking at it. But You're uh, lucky because I was going to tell you to have your girl to braid your chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've got the final, the final bet going into the playoffs of the uh, NBA season with the Spurs. And hopefully if they play the Nuggets, then we would have something to play for. But – you know, baseball season does start tomorrow. I'm excited for that. Go Giants. Even though you're not going to win very many games, you're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I still support you because I love the Giants. I still and think the White Sox are probably going to be worse. but No, I think the Giants will still be bad. But if you want to go with the White Sox being worse, I will try to get Austin in here for some baseball. We're trying to see. I've texted him. We're trying to see if he's going to do his four-minute national anthem for tomorrow. If it is, it will be on the Rated R Sports page on facebook but as of right now this is the end of the show geo where can they reach you at sir you can find me over at uh, coach geo 56 on twitter you can also find me on the rudy on the rated r sportscast two shots podcast network and um that's all you can find me at no, no porn sites okay 
Yeah, I think I was going to say you could probably Google Gio's name and it'll come up on Pornhub or something. <laughs> Under gay gay porn, is that what that what Joe said? Gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, you can hit us up on the uh, Facebook page. It's Rated R Sportscast. Uh, Twitter is at Rated underscore R Podcast. We are on Anchor. We are across nine, ten platforms. All the major ones for sure. We uh, we are a part of the Two Shots Network that is run by our boss Joe Garcia. There's a lot of other podcasts on there, and you're gonna see a lot of changes coming up pretty soon here. Uh, probably within the summer, if not a little after, uh, everything's going to be done for the people, for you guys. We're going to make it a bigger network than what it is. Also, we have the SA Command Zone podcast. And myself, Joe Macodillion, and Steven Harrison, both guys are from Project Spurs. Uh, so, for, yeah, for this edition of the Radar Sportscast, we talked March Madness. We talked everything. We talked Bofro, Ass Hair. And I am in, I am excited for the next episode because I have something that I do want to talk about with you. So, till then, we will see y'all next time. This is Rudy Campos Jr., the Radar Sports Star, signing off. Peace, guys.